Hello, and welcome to the Stuff Up Podcast, a place where we're going to delve into different topics to learn more about ourselves and more about others, but also while having lots of fun. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to another episode of the Stuff Up Podcast. Today, we are talking about roommates. Yay! So the names have all been changed. Yeah, I'm friends with most of these people, so it's all in good fun. I actually did write a children's book this year, and it's a story about living with roommates. But if anyone knows of any children's publishers who are looking for children's stories, let me know. That would be amazing. So sometimes when you live with people, there are situations that can be kind of dangerous. So whether you've dealt with somebody who left their keys in the door overnight, or they left the house with all the candles lit, or the oven's still on, you can't always trust the people with whom you live. I remember one time I was making a grilled cheese sandwich in a frying pan. I dripped some cheese on the side and I reached for a very dry hand towel and wiped the stove. So the towel lit on fire and the smoke alarm went off. Yes, I am that dumbass. Lesson learned though, I, I have not done that again. Then there are situations that are perceived to be dangerous, but really aren't. Sorry, aren't. Oh, am I saying that weird? Aren't. Uh Uh-oh. Now I'm going to be constantly worried I'm saying aren't weird. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) I lived in a house on a main floor with three other females. In the basement of that house, there were two apartments. One year, we had a teenage couple move into one of the apartments. It was actually situated below the bedrooms. This was the first time the couple was on their own. I think they were about 17, 18, like really young. And unfortunately, they didn't understand that noise and smells travel. This couple had a lot of friends over, and they got quite rowdy into the very early morning hours. Like seriously, 4 a.m., they would still be like laughing, partying. Anyway, it was a lot of fun times trying to get to sleep. But they also smoked weed. So the smell would travel up the air vents. My one roommate, call her Bertha, was very much against smoking. And she started to get into her head that this couple were drug dealers and very dangerous. Since there were four of us that lived upstairs, and we only had one fridge, the landlords also had a fridge downstairs in the furnace room so we could store extra food down there. Now the furnace room was right beside this couple's apartment. Bertha was afraid that they would steal our food, or even worse, poison our food. She said to us that she wanted to ask the landlords if she could lock the room. I told her that because it was the furnace room, it was a communal area. We also used it for storage, you know, because there wasn't much storage room in the house. Also, the door didn't lock, so what could we do, right? So one day I go down there and I notice that she did lock the door. The outside of the door had one of those little click lock things that you turn to the side to lock it, but it was on the outside of the freaking door. (laughs) So all anyone had to do was just unlock the door to open it. But honestly, I mean, this couple was actually quite nice. We had Thanksgiving dinner with them once when everyone wasn't able to go home to their families and we invited them upstairs and they were just immature. Although, honestly, Bertha was a little scary, and maybe if she angered them enough, 
because she did like to yell at them a lot. It is possible they might wanted to have tried to poison her food. I don't know. <laughs> Cleaning is a very big issue when living with roommates. When, when living with anyone, honestly. I've heard that it usually ends up with one person cleaning most of the time. Now, I'm a fairly clean person. I have been told somebody said I was OCD, but really I'm not. Because I can also be the type of person who will leave the dishes for a week. But, and I'm kind of messy because I leave my clothes on the floor. But I like things, see, I'm, I can be messy, but I like things clean. Like, or else I tend to gag because it's like, ew, that's disgusting. Especially in the kitchen and bathroom. So I'm that person wants it clean, like, once a week. Anyway, I am messy. I don't always do as I should. <laughs> One time I moved into this place. Uh, it was an apartment with some other girls. And they had cockroaches. Ew. I was told this after I moved in. Yeah, so you, you can imagine how I felt after <laughs> I moved in. But the women who lived there were upset with me when I freaked out because they said, Don't worry. They only come out at night, so we never see them unless they die. Ew. What? I don't think that's normal. <laughs> My favorite situation, though was when I moved into this place. It was actually the same place. And the bathroom was covered with hair. Like, hair was up on the walls and the ceilings, like long hair. So you're like, what? How on earth did this happen? Well, you know when women blow dry their hair and they kind of move their, their head, the hair will go flying because it's staticky and the hair sticks to the walls and the ceilings. So it was pretty disgusting. It didn't really seem to bother anyone living there, though, because they didn't try to fix it. <laughs> Although, that wasn't nearly as bad as when I started noticing it in the dining room and the kitchen walls and even on the stove and beside the stove. Because what happened was, if the bathroom is occupied, but somebody needed to do their hair and makeup, they would use the mirror in the dining room, which was right beside the kitchen and the stove area. So I cleaned that quite a few times, but I just kind of stopped cooking there. I was like, ew, this is disgusting. I, to be honest, I didn't live there long, uh, three months and I was out. So I couldn't handle that. Now, when you're living with people, sometimes they have pets. I mean, I love animals. I am a dog and cat person. Yes, I do think we exist. You know, I like dogs and I like cats. Depending on my mood, too, because sometimes, like, dogs are all like, yay, and then cats are all like, stay away from me, and I can be both of those, so I think that's appropriate anyway. But having pets can cause some amusing and disgusting stories. I had a roommate who was obsessed with turtles. She, and I never watched the Ninja Turtle movies because I really had no interest. She made me watch the 1990 versions of those movies. And maybe it was due to the fact that this was like, I don't know, 2015 or so, but I really didn't like them. I was like, oh, so boring. <laughs> so she owned a red-eared slider and he was cute and fun at first. You know, I was like, okay, it's not so bad. Like I didn't really have an opinion of turtles. I didn't care for them, but I didn't hate them. So it was okay. But after living with him for a while, he really started to smell. Ew. So his tank was in the living room. 
The water started getting murky and dark and smelled like nasty ocean. And I told that to my other roommate at the time. I was like, ew, it smells like ocean. And she just laughed at me and kept making fun of me for that. But no, you know that fishy, oceany smell? Like that. Like it wasn't a clean, like you go to the you go to the ocean, you're like, oh, it smells nice. It was like that nasty, fishy ocean smell. I think you know what I mean, right? So yeah. Anyway, he started to get slimy and he had a trail of like some white wispy thing coming off his body. Oh, it was so disgusting. I actually felt bad for him. We tried telling her how he needed better care, but she said, no, I know what I'm doing. I've had a turtle since like I was a kid. Even her boyfriend said to her, you're, you need to be a better mommy to your turtle. Because <laughs> he, even he knew she wasn't taking good care of him. But she didn't listen to us. So one passive aggressive day, I and another of my roommates saw that she owned a book called How to Take Proper Care of Turtles. So we left it right in front of his tank. <laughs> that did nothing, actually. So we tried for about a year. We tried talking to her and kind of giving hints and whatever. But after not listening to us for about a year, I, I'd had it. I, I asked our landlord, like, what can you do about this? So the landlord advised her to either put the turtle in her own bedroom or she had to get rid of it. That day, I came home from work and she had moved all of my fridge magnets <laughs> from the top of the fridge door to the very bottom. It literally made me laugh when I saw it because it was so passive aggressive <laughs> in like this angry way that she was like trying to tell me she was mad at me. It was awesome. Another time, I had another roommate, we'll call her Maureen, and she had a little dog. He was cute. And, you know, I would play with him. I would sometimes take him for walks, but I would also get annoyed with the dog smells. Like, you know, when it would rain and the dogs come in and they stink like wet dog hair, <laughs> he would get all excited and he would run laps <laughs> around the living room table and go, Rrr! and it was really funny. <laughs> but usually the other roommate, Carol and I would be, you know, maybe sitting and watching TV and he would get all excited and run around us and then you could start to smell him. <laughs> so Carol was not a friend of this dog. When he would run around and round and stink up the room, she would grab a Febreze bottle and like spray it at him while yelling at him. She's like, you stink. And she would just spray him. <laughs> it was so funny. She would also say like, I'm going to get you and I'm going to eat you. <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't let her. She wouldn't actually, but it made me laugh because I mean, she did it in a joking way. But I think the dog knew she, she didn't like him. However, one time, I wasn't home and neither was Marine. Dog needed to walk, so Marine begged Carol to take him for a walk. I was at school at the time, and I got a text message from Carol. I am so angry right now. Marine asked me to walk the dog, and the little. Sh rolled around in poo. <laughs> I didn't know he rolled in that specifically. I just thought he was spazzing out like he does on someone's lawn. But he rolled it around in another dog's poop. Now I have to bathe him and I hate him so much and he's getting me wet and he still smells. <laughs> oh my word. I, I'm sorry, but because it wasn't me, obviously, that had to deal with it. It's funny, right? And I'm sure she, I don't know if she laughs about it now. I think the last time I talked to her about it, 
she was like, oh, that dog. <laughs> Don't think she's laughing about it to this day. And that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, amazing. Also, we had um, a bin of like plastic bags. So, you know, whenever we'd take the dog for a walk, we'd just kind of grab a plastic bag. This was before, or I think the dog poop bags hadn't started yet, or the uh, Marine hadn't bought them yet. Anyway, so we would just use the plastic bags we'd get from the grocery store. So one day, Marine took him for a walk, and when she came home, she was like, in a very annoyed voice, who put this bag with the holes in the bin? <laughs> it was one of those plastic bags, the bags that you put grapes in and they got holes everywhere. <laughs> She'd pick that one up, and when she went to pick up the dog's poop, it got all over her hands. She was really not happy. But Carol was in the kitchen, and she was so amused, and she's like, um, I want to know how you didn't notice this when you took the bag in the first place. Ah, oh, good times. Speaking of smells, oh, the lovely smells that can permeate a room, or an apartment, or a house. The best smells, of course, are when someone's baking cookies, or pies, or cakes. Mmm, yummy. Or when my amazing roommate Sarah would cook... Thanksgiving dinners, like she was Garmonica from Friends, the friend who would make the amazing turkey dinners. But then you get those stronger scents, like when someone would cook fish with a very distinct vinegar flavor that would stink up the whole house. Or when another person would spray their furniture with a very intense oud smell. You know the perfume found mostly in the Middle East? Those kind of scents can cause arguments. There was a woman who lived in the basement apartment who practiced smudging. Now, if you aren't aware what smudging is, it is a ceremony practiced by some indigenous people that involve burning traditional medicines. I myself hadn't heard of this until this situation happened. So I have now I have been enlightened and now I know what smudging is, which is cool because now I've learned something. Eleanor, who lived in the upstairs part of the house, contacted the landlord she liked to email. She liked to leave notes. So she emailed the landlord instead of going down to the person to ask what, what the smell was. And she told them that someone was smoking weed in the house. This then prompted the landlord to contact everyone in the house, asking them to stop smoking, whoever it was. The woman who was practicing smudging advised the landlord that she was actually practicing a cultural ceremony. Thankfully, this woman spoke to Eleanor about the situation and was able to teach her something new about her culture. It's definitely tricky living with so many people in one house or building. Sometimes you also have to deal with privacy. Now, I'm an introvert, which means that I need downtime away from people to re-energize. If I'm around people too much, uh, they drain me. So I need downtime, especially certain people. Like there's certain types of people where you you feel... You feel more comfortable, right? And you can be around them for a long time and it's great. And then maybe, you know, you need an hour to decompress and just be by yourself. But then there's others, those other people who are very like needy or nosy or they have no self-awareness. And so when you're talking with them, it's just very exhausting. So I lived in a basement apartment for a few years. There was one woman, Dora. She lived on the main floor upstairs, and she loved to be around people. Like, she was really lonely. 
But she was also needy, very needy and very nosy. She would ask me what I was doing. She would text me because she knew, like, she would try to call sometimes, and I'm not really a phone person. So she would text me, hey, what are you doing? And hey, Steph, are you home? And I'd be like, ugh. Sometimes I would hear her come down the stairs, and she'd just get to the stairs part, and she'd be like, Steph, Steph, are you home? And I would be like, no, (laughs) in my head. Now, I actually had a side door entrance. It was private, but she could see me coming from the kitchen window. So if she saw me coming and she wanted to talk to me, she could open the side door. And then when I opened the side door, she would open her door from the kitchen. I dreaded hearing her open that door. I would be like, you know, that those feelings when your your heart is just like, (gasps) you're kind of scared, like not fearfully scared, like for your life, but you're like, no. Please don't go open the door. So I always dreaded hearing her open that door and call my name. And many times, like, I would rush downstairs and close my apartment door just so I could avoid her. My apartment was right beside the laundry facilities. So if she was doing laundry, she would call my name until I came out to say hi. Sometimes, like, at first I was just trying to be nice because I felt bad for her. I knew she was lonely. So I would come out and talk to her. You know how it goes. And then you think maybe they'll leave me alone after a while. No. No, this continued on for, oh, until I moved out. So I think two years. I would tell her, I'm like, I, I really don't like when you call it my name, you know, pretend like, I mean, this is a separate living area. Just pretend like, you know, I can't hear you or, and I also told her I really hate when people knock on my door. And I think that's another thing of introverts. We get very scared, um, jumpy. I know for me, it scares me. It's like when I see a spider, you know, like, ah, and I I scream because I wasn't expecting a noise (laughs) or I wasn't expecting something to move. And that's just why I scream and people laugh at me, but that's okay. But when somebody knocks on my door and I'm not expecting, I really hate it. It's just, and maybe, I mean, I'm not technically a millennial. But maybe I'm a part millennial. I don't know. I guess I kind of grew up in that culture. But I really hate it when people knock on my door. Like, if you want me, text me, you know? So anyway, I really hate that feeling of being watched and knowing that she could knock on my door at any time. So if I heard her coming home, if, if she had been out and I would hear her coming home, or if she would text me like, are you home? Steph, are you home? I would turn out all my lights and just sit in the dark until she went out again or until she went to bed. It was like, it's kind of amusing. I mean, it's funny now, but but to just sit there in the dark and be afraid to make any noise or turn on a light, it's not a good feeling. And so I would actually even like hide myself under my covers. So I kind of felt like Kevin from Home Alone. And then there's also roommate meetings. You know, it's interesting to see what people are okay with and what they are not. I lived with some women who hated having roommate meetings. One woman, we'll call her Mary. She moved away and then she came to stay with me one weekend when she was visiting the city. We had a good laugh about the old days. We were sharing stories about different situations and she shared one with me. She said, oh no, I had this one roommate 
and wanted us to have a cleaning schedule. She even called a roommate meeting, and I hate roommate meetings. I didn't want to live by any rules because we already live in the world with too many rules. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I said, dude, that was me. <laughs> I guess she forgot who it was. But there was another situation when Barb moved in, and she wanted to have roommate meetings. So when she moved in with me and Cora, she could tell that there was friction between us. Cora and I had started out as friends before she moved in. And of course, I was like, hey, you should be the room, my roommate. But as it happens many times, after about two years of living together, we pretty much became mortal enemies. Now, I told Barb that a meeting would just make it worse, as Cora was not someone I could dialogue with anymore. She had her defenses up every time we spoke. And no matter what I said, she would get mad. Now, in all fairness, I did not handle it always the best. And how I talked to her was sometimes... I mean, I would try to be nice, but then I was told it was passive-aggressive, and then I was like, but if I'm straight up direct, she gets mad at me. I was struggling with boundaries, and we were all struggling with boundaries, and I was stressed, and she was – it was just not a good time and a good situation. But at this time, Cora and I were at least on somewhat speaking terms. But after this meeting, that was it. She stopped acknowledging me at all because I lost it, and I told her off. So it was funny, though, because up to that point, I hadn't told her everything that was driving me crazy, like her whining. She would literally walk around the house when it was raining, and she'd be like, It's raining. I don't like rain. I'm serious. Like, you might think I'm exaggerating, but it was a very whiny child voice that a grown woman was using. So when this meeting happened, I said, nobody likes your whining. Everyone hates it and stop it. (laughs) Well, when previously when Carol lived with us, Carol used to tell me that I would eventually get to a boiling point with Cora, that I would freak out on her. Carol was the mediator. So when she lived with us, it was... It kind of kept me from freaking out at Cora. And she would, she would be, she would be good at talking to Cora and she'd be like at calming her down or trying to get her to think. Um, She was good at speaking to Cora in a way as a counselor type um, to kind of get her to calm down or just to get her talking and, and kind of, you know, get her thinking about how some of her behavior was was affecting other people. So Carol was good at that. But when she moved out, she said to me, you are going to get to a point with Cora that you are going to freak out on her. She's like, I want to see it. Because <laughs> she's always telling me how passive aggressive I was. So, and she knew I struggled with setting boundaries. So this roommate meeting that Barb had set up was the time when I lost it. And I told her why I couldn't stand her anymore. <laughs> For sure, I did not handle it well. But I have to say, even though it was terrifying, it was extremely fun just to get it all out. (laughs) But I mean, I felt bad, but at the same time, it felt good to just tell her everything. (laughs) So I asked on Facebook for some roommate stories. Marcia told me that she had a roommate in college who would iron everything, including his jeans. 
he would also iron in cologne into his clothes. He would take over an hour to get ready to go to the bar. I love some of these stories because it reminds us that men do take longer sometimes to get ready than women do. I got a story from Amanda, whose husband Bruce had a roommate that at the end of the day would empty his pockets onto the floor, undo his pants, slide them off, and then step out of them. At the end of the week, there would have been all these piles of pants strewn all over the floor. Once they actually needed money for laundry, so they kind of picked up his clothes and shook out the change that fell and picked up the change that fell onto the floor. Also, the same roommate, apparently he never cleaned a bathroom before, so he sprinkled Comet all over the place, sink, counter, floor. Uh, she's not sure what happened after that, but maybe he just left it and wiped it up after a while. Hopefully, you would hope he would wipe it up after a while. Now, my other friend Amanda told me that when she moved into a house that she had bought on her own, the person left hair all over the stairs, like a lot of hair. Both, both the toilets were full of everything. I'm not really sure what that means, but I assume it was full of toilet stuff. Um, she used an entire brand new bottle of Listerine cleaning it that first day. Listerine? I thought that was mouthwash. <laughs> you don't want to get <laughs> that mixed, messed up with anything. <laughs> she also said that uh, she lived with a guy who used to clean the toilet with his bath towel. Ew. And then he'd hang, hang it back up and use it after a shower. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Uh, and then she told me about this one case when she was um, at university living in the residence. She had a roommate who first day was no show. Then this woman shows up the following week and, you know, they chat a little bit, get to know each other. Now this girl had really short hair. I guess it was like chopped up and Amanda has nice long hair. So at the time it was almost to her waist. And this, this roommate is like, Oh, I love your hair. And she said, you know, it was okay. And then, you know, in the following few weeks or so, the girl keeps telling her how beautiful her hair is. So one night, she said, uh, the roommate wanted to talk. She had gone through something traumatic um, and I guess was going through a depression. And Amanda had to go to bed because it was really late. And um, the roommate wasn't happy, but she went to bed anyway. Amanda woke up in the middle of the night and this roommate was standing over her looking at her hair with scissors in her hands. Oh my word. She, and she's like, what are you doing? And the roommate said she must have been sleep, sleepwalking and apologized. Well, she complained and she didn't have to deal with that roommate anymore, but that's pretty creepy. Somebody, that's like in the horror movies, when somebody is standing over you with like scissors, or even when they're just standing over you watching you sleep. <laughs> But then you add the scissors, that is like a horror movie. <laughs> uh, so Kyle sent me one. My friend Kyle. So he, he lived with the same roommates. I'm pretty sure it was the same roommates all through university. Keith and Josh. <laughs> so he said, I was in the kitchen one evening working on some schoolwork. Keith and Josh were in their room talking and also doing homework. All of a sudden, walls were banging and I heard screaming and yelling. Josh comes into the kitchen and Keith is chasing after him, and they run back into their room. Keith comes back into the kitchen, grabs some apples, and hides. 
Josh comes down the hall near the kitchen and Keith whips an apple aiming for his head. This goes on for a while, with Keith throwing apples and Josh dodging. One apple went behind a big TV we had in the living room. And a year later, we found that same apple rotting behind the TV. (laughs) I kind of want to know what happened. Like, why did they start throwing apples at each other? He said, we also had guests come to the house months later, and they were the ones that asked what was behind the TV. (laughs) That is amazing when somebody else finds something that, you know, you're like, oops, that was an apple that we were like throwing back and forth having a food fight. Oh, and this one has happened to me um, with people. So he says, Josh also bought a package of small fish and it sat in our kitchen for a long time. When Keith and I asked him about the fish, he said he wanted to make us a Kenyan meal. So that day he went and got the rest of the ingredients. But those fish sat there for close to a year, I believe. (laughs) We had guests ask, ask us why we had a package of dry fish sitting around. Oh my word. Well, at least it was dry. Can you imagine if it was like, you know expired. I did have a roommate who would eat the little fish with the heads still on them and that kind of creeps me out but they would (laughs) she would like fry them and then I'd wake up and like you know you have breakfast or whatever and here's like these little fish and they're kind of looking at you and you're like ew (laughs) and I would actually take a picture and send it to my friend and gross her out every every time. Thank you to everyone who submitted your stories. I do have to say, I realized after, none of my roommates were valley girls. So even though I did the valley girl voice, um, nobody actually sounded like that. (laughs) I can now be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Deezer, and Listen Notes. And I'm waiting to hear back if I'm submitted on Amazon Music. So if you have any of those apps or you want to listen to me when you go for a walk or run or, you know, take the public transit, Please download one of these apps and listen to me there, and if you can, leave a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook under Stuff Up Podcast. Or if you wanted to email me, my email address is stuffuppodcast at gmail.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-U-P podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and make it a great day.